Welcome to the On Purpose Podcast, the program that gives marketers a sneak peek at what agencies are doing on purpose to create purposeful work that ultimately drives true brand purpose. I'm your host, Lisa Colantuono, and this podcast is brought to you by one of the world's leading agency search consultancies, AAR Partners. Brands today need the next level personalization across virtual and real world that doesn't just flex technology, but serves customers, builds the brand, and drives the sales. Every touch point should be shoppable, media channels should be fluid, and transactions need to be more engaging for consumers. As a result of today's constant disruption, Today's brand demands digital media that unlocks growth in new areas of innovation and embraces the future faster. That's our focus on today's On Purpose podcast with my guest, Stephen Moy, CEO of Barbarian in New York City, recently appointed to Fast Company's Board of Executives. Congratulations, Stephen. Thank you for joining me here today. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Lovely to have you. Happy New Year. A little belated here. We're at the end of uh, January, but I think I could say it one last time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So with that said, Stephen, there's a lot going on in 2022 already. It seems to be a a pretty uh, packed year in the first 24 days here. What are you seeing that maybe is a little different from last year or what are you seeing that is consistent with uh, the end of 2021 as we get into and kick off 2022 here? Yeah, great question. We actually seeing a lot of demand uh, inbound or organic growth with our client uh, planning ahead for product launches or digital marketing campaign. Of course, fighting for that attention, right? Uh, I see it at higher frequency now. Uh, used to be like still a lot of... Uh, I call set and forget, oh, let's plan for a Super Bowl right now, but and, and then go radio silence. But I right. see before the holidays, during the holidays, we see demand coming in. And now in this, still keep coming. So I see uh, people start, oh, I, I imagine people start trying to get more involved with the uncertainty of our world and creating that attention, the connection, and also that communication that they can connect with their target audiences. So a lot of, a lot of new, new uh, communication, focusing on communication, dry traffics. So we, we all know that there's a lot of uncertainty going on around us. Uh, you know, it, it certainly hasn't left us since the whole uh, pandemic, but there seems to be a little bit more uncertainty that's uh, piling on here, especially with overseas issues. What are your clients feeling a little uncomfortable or more stressed about um, these days? And then how are they navigating those uncertainty or uncertain waters, let's put it that way, in order to gain the attention that they need for their brands? Yeah, I think we do, uh, I would roughly categorize two camps <laughs> of my clients. One are, one are already very digital-centric, meaning they, everything they do, with a, we start with digital or social first in the world we're right. living in. And then that, that's a starting touch point for a lot of their target audiences, either right. communication or their awareness or just getting their attention. 
So that cam, I would say that I see it more and more, but also more uh, smaller incremental, I call it incremental innovative type of project, right? Oh, let me see three months, how, what can we do? Uh, and, and you see that you don't see a lot of long engagement. Oh, let's plan for 2023, June, right? Not yet. Right. So you see a smaller incremental. I, I also see a lot of experimental. Uh, I call experimental in, innovation. A lot of question related to, should I apply NFT here? How can I, all the excitement about metaverse, I'm launching this social digital first. How does that all work together? Those are the key questions today, that camp. Uh, if that makes sense to you. It does, uh, second, it does. Second camp I, I need to touch on is a more traditional. You still, of course, right? Very, you know, how Western corporation evolution, right? When you scale up, you become functionally, uh, you know, centric and then uh, right. uh, channel centric or PNL centric. And then by default, when you scale to a certain point, you are not that integrated, right? And they right. still have campaign. Oh, I only can do campaign for social. And then you have a certain type of uh, digital marketing effort on the dot com, or you have another set of different mar uh, marketing e event or um, requests for the physical store. But I still see, unfortunately, I still see a little bit uh, siloed. I still right. see demand coming out, you know, official RP or demand from a specific PL. Uh, I would I would say even in that camp, you see the, the progression and the pace of innovation is at their own pace, which is fine. I, I think as long as they progress it, right. it's good for me. So like, for example, I have a client, um, high tech company, uh, love to do more social commerce, if you will, right? But they're very structured because of the PNL and all the incentive and also relationship with the retailer. They, they started doing live streaming. I think it's a good progression already, right? Instead of still, you know, moving to what to social commerce you know, a lot of from TikTok, Instagram, but they start doing live stream, meaning that's a huge uh, real-time interaction with the audiences and the potential there's a product merchandisation, but uh, we sell that like more traffic to the other destination, I would say. But you see a lot of like smaller, you know, <laughs> you know progression. I hope that makes sense to you. Well, that, that is, that's exactly what it's about. It's about uh, baby steps, but you know, uh, where we are today, I think it's uh, a little more than baby steps. Maybe it's toddler steps. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to get the marketers or certainly you as an agency needs to get the marketers into a, um, you know, a frame of mind where they feel comfortable and they have a little bit more faith in, in moving forward a little faster, right? And, and that really is what the Barbarian Group is about today. It's about embracing the future faster, right? So talk to us a little bit about one of the questions that I asked you prior to this conversation, which is that tough question you have, that you really need to have that tough question with marketers in order to create meaningful brands. Like, what is that tough conversation? How do you, how do you deal with that tough conversation? You talked about, and you just now talked about, there's, a, there's still a bit of traditional siloed approach to marketing, which, and I'll use your words, doesn't work anymore, right? And you're focused in this digital ecosystem, which we can see all around us. So just, just, just look at the newspaper and you can see the word metaverse every, uh, you know, every single day right, right. in one fashion or another. So talk to us about that tough conversation. How do you help marketers embrace this new way in terms of certainly embracing the future faster? What does all of that mean and how do you help them? 
Right. Yeah, I I will answer your question in a, a couple of dimensions because uh, it, okay. it's co-related, very related. First is a lot of marketing demand um, is still a broadcast model. Can I be candid? Like I communicate to a lot of people and then they will come. You, you see that that model, right? So you sure. still see a lot of uh, more focusing on long form content, uh, TV, connected TV, that that, that movement. And not creating the content, I would call more atomic. So you can really repurpose them to really reach or meet where your audiences are. Like, for example, seven seconds for TikTok, right? But how, how 30 seconds or Super Bowl and that. That conversation still exists because they still today, the budgeting cycle, they still budget like, the, oh, I need to allocate TV, right? Right. Like, it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, the very, it was so working so well, but in the world we're living in, I don't think that would work. So I always have that tough conversation. And also, I'm also uh, very comfortable working with the agency partners surrounding those structure. We got a lot of my kind, we have like one agency managing media, one major managing digital, and then you got all a PR team. Right, you got the whole so ecosystem, how, right. Yeah, how, how you co-mango and add or add discuss that conversation when your client really want to be groundbreaking, cut down on the side. So always have that conversation. I needed to go to the top Mokai. Hey, for you to do this, you want this? We have to have everybody on, you know, sit on the same table, talk about it, like how you repurpose some of the content budget allocation, uh, if you will too, right? It, it, right. I, I would say it's not me. In summary, it's not media first. I think more customer first and then you define how you want to communicate to them in the new digital ecosystem and then media support them but do they still media first oh okay tv i'll allocate 30 percent you know <laughs> so that that one side the other dimension associated with it because the way they structure it budget is very limited sometimes right because they already uh, fragmented the pro uh, the budget allocation because oh, I, I have one launch i need to do right so they right. they Go across that, that way. And in that scenario, a lot of time I, I just show my client how, how it's going to be. So the, the speed and the craft is important. So we do innovation sprint. A lot of time I have X budget, they, but they have all the demands, right? I want this, I want that, I want that. Okay, let me go through that cycle, co you know, uh, collaborating with your agency partner and your team. Define what territory makes sense meaningful. Not mean, meaningful. The way to define meaningful is something differentiated for your brand, not a me too thing, right? Like gotta right. be right, highly differentiated. Gotta add value to your target audience, right? Even seven seconds, right? how you catch, that, catch your attention or buying a product, that value exchange, right? Gotta be a way to create value, how you define value in that, right? In that moment. And then last but not least, gotta be able to unlock some growth, meaning to show your board or your investor or your, uh, senior management, hey, this program or this campaign or this product will drive movement, uh, meaning become a little bit more self-funding or to show, you know, that kind of growth will attract more investment. So typically we try to focus on those three areas. So a lot of time is get to the area, our client will select like one or two territories. Oh, wow, this one fit my budget. Let's go. Like no brainer, low hanging fruit. Right. Wow, this one. I'll go, go to the board, ask for money. So I, we, we figured out a way how to get our client also answering the short-term need, but there may be an opportunity they can do bigger to go, maybe they get more funding or maybe not, but at least that's a possibility for them, right? 
Well, you're absolutely right. You know, the short-term need is uh, vital, but at the same time, we have to look at the long-term uh, growth and value for the brand. Now, you talked about something a minute ago in terms of customer first, uh, not media first or not anything else first, right? It's consumer-centric. Well, Yes, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you really understand that consumer at heart, heart and head for that matter, you will end up with a differentiated brand. You will end up with building value for, the, for that particular customer. And you will drive some sort of movement, right? If you really do understand the consumer. Right. So <clears throat> with that said, how do you help marketers understand that new consumer mindset today. It's very different than what it was a year ago, two years ago, certainly a different world from three years ago. So who is that new consumer? Why, how do you help them to become uh, more understanding of putting them at the center and really, really, truly um, understanding not just their head, but also their heart, because a lot of purchases really are made with the heart, especially. To yeah, totally, totally. First, uh, Barbarian, we have uh, probably, Lisa, you're familiar with it. When I first started Barbarian, we launched something called Barbarian Labs. It's kind of like our strategic yep. consulting practice. So we've been starting doing a lot of uh, our own research on the digital native, if you will, the younger audiences, at least focus on US. So we kind of progressively or uh, accumulatively built up a repertoire of inside data, uh, of course, they are, they are not specific for a brand. So when we engage a client, we can quickly take some of the learnings and look at their target audiences. Like for example, I mean, you probably, you and I probably can, can tell our, most of our clients, a lot of them are overlap, either from a financial services client to a selling a mobile phone, targeted at Gen Z, they are, they have similar, uh, behavioral traits, similar content consumption moment, sure. culturally relevant, what get their attention. So a lot of time we actively use so data and match with our customer, um, our client data because they have a lot of data as well, right? Very quickly draw some conclusion, high level, not, not detail like a phone, but more like, okay, if you want to target the truly the millennial, let's say under 25 years old, and then you 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 have allocation for a lot of TV, assuming they will consume a lot of TV content. I think you should redeploy your content for more the TikTok of the world, the Instagram. So using data to show or using insight, we draw uh, between all the connection to, to allow us to advise our client. Of course, decisions still them to to be your, to be theirs, but like show them, hey, this is where your client um, uh, target audience spending the time like. I forgot which report, right? Like some TikTok, someone spent more than five hours a day or four or five hours a day, right? Right, And, and comparing to primetime TV, uh, a couple of year and a half ago, what were Roku, they shared some data. They told me the aging population watching primetime TV is, uh, is completely different than the digital, more digital native side. I, I was shocked, like 18 months ago, someone showed me the data, uh, primetime TV audience watching, you know, the primetime TV show the Thursday. Right. Minimum age is 55. Wow. So, right. So you have the younger demographic spending most of the time Instagram, TikToking. And if you invest in the TV, that would be a mismatch. It may, may not give you the effectiveness and efficiency you want, how you spend the media. 
Oh, I could be a focus group of one right now and tell you that my you know, <laughs> nine-year-old niece will sit on TikTok for three hours at a time, mm -hmm. which I drives us all crazy. And we try to pull that thing out of our hands and get her outside and kick around the soccer ball. But, <laughs> but she could, the way when we were kids, we would sit and watch TV for three hours. She sits and watches TikTok for three hours. Yes. And it's a totally different, it's, it's the same, but it's a different medium. Right. Different mode, different media. Right. I mean, at Advertising Week, not too long ago, uh, Lisa, on the same topic, I was invited to have a special topic, talk about connected TV. Right. I look at it, just a different mode of consumption. I don't watch live TV a lot because we're all busy, right? So you we're go on busy. connected that, TV that's where right. you stream it. That's but right. actually, in that world, in, in some of my friends in that world, they say, look at them, they oh, TV, connected TV. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you know what? Very that fascinating. Leads, that, that leads us into, Stephen, that leads us into the need for more personalized messages, right? Um, right. And, in, and engaging brands. And I'm hoping you could share some insights and maybe even a, 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 without naming names, maybe a case study, right? Um, Talk to us about one of your brands or consumer or, or clients, I should say, that shift. Like, could you bring us through that shift in terms of how are you making that brand and helping that brand go from, you know, a bit more broad to these personalized brands that really have meaning to the consumer today? Yes, yes. Uh, great question. Great question. That's many uh, brave, uh, exciting, progressive brands uh, doing more experimental. I'll give you a couple of examples. But you have to touch on data. First is the world. Very interesting today, right? Coculus, every, every, uh, everybody talking about, oh, should I have my first, like in the ecosystem, the number one question I, I, I recently I have had is, do I need my own data management platform, my own CD, MCD, because oh no cookies anymore and and I think absolutely but also I believe first of all the orientation is it uh, at the top I think direct to consumer should be a boardroom discussion it's imperative uh, meaning I'm not suggesting go replace all your retail partner no this is the time especially without a lot of data available that this is the time for you to reconnect have the direct conversation and co collect the first party data Right. And you can. So digital is good. So I see a lot of program going that direction, also with the data collection mindset, meaning when I launch this, what are the data I should be capturing you know, right. from a demographic or very traditional e-commerce data or how about some other, you know, softer uh, qualitative data you might get. Sure. So we see a lot of brand in that context, not only just talk about like, oh, let's do digital, you know, innovation launch and with media, all the PR. Now they are thinking about with data. So that's that's good. Uh, one one client uh, I can talk about finally. I can talk about Silk. Can I mention the uh, the? Uh, I'll talk about the brand. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're we're all ears. So, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we 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 were fortunate last year. Um, started working with Kendall Brands, uh, which is uh, uh, LVMH direct-to-consumer more uh, uh, for, for skincare and beauty. Uh, the task is launching the fragrance during the pandemic when, uh, when most, most, most of the time people would love to like smell it before they buy it. How can you mimic <laughs> without <Right>. smelling it? <laughs> so, <laughs> a very short time frame. We did it within four weeks. Uh, 
and it it was it was very successful. The the concept came from uh, how you allow your loyal fan create that exclusive uh, connection to shop digitally by when the, when the product is launched. Uh, so we use something called, based on New York friend, New York the ghost kitchen uh, concept. Like remember all the restaurants so innovative turn turn the kitchen into ghost kitchen. They can produce a lot of food for takeout and catering. Right. So right. forth. So we created something called ghost uh, stores. It's digitally launched. Only the loyal fan. So that connecting, you, you learn more about your uh, loyal fan right on Instagram and you know TikTok or Facebook. During that five days on every day, we open a ghost store around the world, from LA to Paris to wow. New York, and only a loyal fan kind of scavenge your hand and follow the yeah. ghost and find sure. it. That sure. excitement, all of a sudden, it's that. Remember, I mentioned before, not a broadcast model, more like you allow your friend to join you, kind of almost like co-creating. Oh, where's the store? The product sold sold out within hours, the first launch, and then of course they also try uh, more traffic into. The dot com, uh, the you know the online store, but yeah. more interestingly, they capture a lot of um, CRM data, like email sign up, like see tremendous people willing to give up their, their contact information to get into the ghost store. So you see, the ship is again not becoming more broadcasting. A lot of time, content marketing, or you know, so a piece of content you wait for people to come. But this kind of more gamification, uh, more interactive. Engage your customer early up front, even in the in the discovery phase when you're going through e-commerce. I think we, we find it very successful and uh, fascinating uh, during our in- innovation search because people are dying for interaction and things like that. So that was very successful in last August. The reason I, I can talk about it, uh, they allow uh, us to help them to submit awards. Uh, we won Digiday the best product launch of the year uh, and also some other awards. Uh, so, so you see the new digital world without, I would love to connect the store, but during the pandemic, it's very hard to uh, without, and also we can do it very at speed, truly like four to six weeks, we, we get up and running. That that's fast. an amazing, that's an amazing example and uh, awesome innovation. And uh, I, I think, you know, brands obviously need to embrace uh, quite a bit more of that. So that, thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. I mean, that really does show this shift from B2C to D2C to what I'm going to call D2P, meaning direct to people, right? And the consumer is no longer a consumer, right? It's a a person. Person. It's a person. There's no more mass audience. I mean, there is for for our world and what we do. Of course there is, but the mass audience is much smaller, it's it's more about individuals and what makes them tick. And I think that was a fantastic example. Thank you. Yeah, you're truly correct, right? If you look at, I think I touched on it before with you, right? I call uh, the omniverse. Now, a lot yeah. of people asking me how you should think about metaverse. It's exactly to your point. I, I was like, let me keep it very simple. I think the world, new omni-channel become online, offline, and metaverse. To your point, exactly. We are people. I will go in and out of those three dimensions now today, right? Because right. something I'm working right now, I'm working online. But I always do this example. I would never buy a pair of jeans without trying it on. I have to go try it on. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Right. I'm not, I'm I don't not have the buying clothes perfect, on at home and returning. So and, I will, right. right. I will try it on. But in the past, I would come back on, you know, go back to my mobile phone and try to find the best 
right. that's still I can find. Right, right. Maybe in the future, it's still like that first starting point. You know, TikTok or Instagram, and I go to physical. So I'll try on those products and services, and maybe I buy it. Uh, for both physical people and also my avatar in the manifest. Who knows? Or maybe I'll buy in the manifest, right? So I think that, at least my humble opinion, that, that's how I think about the manifest become an expanded ecosystem. All of a sudden, you just have a, another ecosystem is completely more digital, more virtual, or more, uh, there's so many technologies exciting, could be hologram, virtual reality, and so forth. But I don't think it's a separate world. It's all connected. People need to see things, they are all connected. To your point, you just talk about people. We are people. We go through this dimension every day, every hour, right? Look at us, how we interact. You're right. You're right. We don't even realize we are moving in and out of it anymore. It's just so second nature. And especially, and look, and, we're, and I hate to say it, but we're the older generation now. <laughs> So, you know, imagine those that are like my said, my niece who's 10 or my, my, my nine or my nephew who's 13 or, or kids in their 20s, right? It's a different world for them. Right? World. Look at they, uh, they spend a lot of time on Fortnite, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah, see yeah. the major acquisition last week, right? Why? I mean, I'm just speculating. Why Microsoft, Activision, join, join force together. Think about that. Third dimension we're talking about. A lot yeah. of the younger generations start there. They, Absolutely. They interact with all their friends there. Absolutely. So, so I usually start the conversation with this question, but I didn't with you, and I'm going to bring it in now. So what one word comes to mind to describe the industry at this point in time? This point in time, experimental, I call okay. People are willing to do more experiments experiments uh if you ask me one year ago i started seeing it but now i see more and more that dialogue i, I mentioned to you about how does it all fit in should i do more metaverse should i do more nft do you see more and more uh curi curi curiosity, curiosity which is yeah. a good thing especially and, for the market or and for you brands. feel that marketers are a bit less uh hesitant uh, as they were yeah because it's interesting when during when start of the pandemic right you know everybody say oh my god no one go to the retail we don't know the certainty and then you see that accelerated um, phenomena about social commerce I, right. I did with uh news index but you saw the segway yes. we, we expanded brand to yes. youtube live the end-to-end -end progress is four months so for us fast right because we kind of mimicking how Chinese do it, like Alibaba, right. they, they do every day, right? So four months launch it, and then 91 million earned impression, everything sold out. That was an experiment my client took in 2020. And then when 2021, you see more. Uh, I recently, um, uh, we, we were fortunate to work with American Express. So in 2021, we, uh, American Express became our new client. The number one project. In six weeks, can you launch membership week for us only on social platform, oh, Instagram, oh Facebook? Six weeks, we did it, five days. So you see even as powerful brand like American Express, they know, they knew and they know their audiences in the most social digital first. So during that week, it was my birthday. So I remember very <laughs> You really, the, 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 the you really celebrated June. your birthday, huh? Yeah, so the week of the June 18th, I remember that week, like every day, Every right. piece of content we produce within five weeks from uh, launching um, partnership with Peloton, you know, right. getting people more wellness to uh, uh, American Express and the stage, you know, the music, the, the, you know, the live concert, live content platform to David Chen, right? Very New York, right? Uh, yep. 
restaurant. And then the last day was with New York and Nowhere, a Brooklyn or New York designer, designed a uh, collection, uh, travel leisure wear, only for Amex. Uh, and we launched it for a whole week. A lot, a lot of, get, again, getting your audience involved. There are a lot of audience going collaborated with the chief designer. Oh, this one, this one, this one. And then we produce those, a garment during that week. On Friday, when we do live, uh, live streaming on Instagram, sold out everything. Well, so, I think you so hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it is about experimentation, right? Experimenting. Yeah. So now is. you see, wow, wow. Now I'm, of course, can I share a lot of content? Thanks. So now you see little, little more movement. Right. You've always, right. this is the new audience, truly. I mean, we, to you and I know, right, the younger demographic, but over, over 50% now, right, in the world, even in US, all Gen Z. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. truly interact. With a brand a little bit differently. So that's experimental. And then we, we are working on a lot of in those arena uh, right now. So hopefully you will see more in March, April, right. May, and June. Well, you're right, Stephen. I mean, it is about experimenting. And in order to be innovative, you need to be able to and have the, uh, uh, I guess, the, the face in terms of experimentation, right? Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't get to anything new without doing the same old thing. So... I would imagine that is your one single bit of advice, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm going to ask you this uh, wrap up question in terms of that one single bit of advice that you would encourage brands to implement today, tomorrow, in order to help find their brand purpose. Yes, uh, I, I call experimental innovation and a speed and craft. You can innovate within weeks. Uh, do something meaningful innovation within me truly I can show you at least my example yeah. <laughs> with the brands yeah. I'm working with because the world moving so fast the speed of culture we both talk about I, I don't even can can I even imagine in six months what would be the cultural aspect will be right if we're still doing in lockdown and we cannot go to Ken Lions or <laughs> the world will be so experimental innovation I would call advising our clients well, something new. well, Stephen, you're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, I'll go back to what Barbarian stands for, which is create the future faster. And if I wrap up this conversation, it would be you need to be able to experiment in order to be able to innovate in order to create the future faster. And um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head that in order to uh, do all that, or if you do all that, I should say, then brands will be differentiated, they will be valued, and they will show growth. So Stephen Moy, thank you so much for being with me here today. I really appreciate your time and your insights and your intellect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. I'm Lisa Colantuano from AAR Partners Agency Search Consultancy, and I'll be back next time. But for now, remember that the best relationships are hinged on performance, partnership, and true purpose.